welcome back to the Never Seen It podcast. I am Anthony Girardi at Toner uh, on Letterboxd and the socials. Joining me, as always, are my buddies. Uh, go ahead and say hello, guys. Justin. Hey, everybody. It's me, Justin. <laughs> Alex. Hey, guys. I'm just staring at a new calendar of Meg Turney. I thought you said nude calendar, and that made uh, yeah, yeah, you are correct. What? Okay, we're going to talk after the show. Adrian. <laughs> hello, hello, and happy new year, everybody. And last but not least, the one-man party himself, Arnold. What up, everybody? All right. Uh, obviously, before I get into the movie, I'm going to say Meg Turney has a nude calendar out? Uh, lewd. Lewd. Um, okay. I, she I does OnlyFans, right? She does OnlyFans. She's got a free no OnlyFans. Uh, she's not paying us to promote this, but if she wants to, we will accept OnlyFans memberships. Google. to give a link to our listeners. How do you spell her? How do you spell oh, yeah. it's, her? Uh, IG is Meg Turney, T U R N E Y. For the science, right, guys? That's that's for you, Meg Turney. I love you. She got any booty pics on her? <laughs> oh, yeah. Lots. <laughs> Lots of booty pics. Yeah, uh, she cosplays. Let's objectify fire. Come on, guys. No, she got she cosplays too, and I know, she's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a really good cosplayer. She's, a, she's uh, a very sweet girl. I've met her in person. She's a very sweet girl. She also was on one of my favorite YouTube uh, serials for a long time, SourceFed. Yes, uh, so yes. She did, I she love did that as well. Fed. That was a great. Uh, hey, and on on her IG, she's dressed as um, was it Cammy from Street Fighter? Isn't that right? I don't know because I'm not looking at the IG, but I will take your word for it, and I will definitely do that research Ooh. later when I'm by myself. Dang, yeah, there's definitely some booty here. Meg Turney has nothing to do with what we're uh, watching this evening, by the way. Tonight, we are going to be watching uh, one of my all-time favorite movies. I was telling Adrian earlier that I literally watched this every single night for three or four months straight don't know why i just loved it i could quote it uh we are watching the cult classic boondock saints uh, that was a firefight now who here has not seen this film i haven't seen it i haven't get seen out it. get <laughs> off no, i'm kidding <laughs> i agree with that notion i have a stabbing device uh, we don't want to talk about your wiener justin come on <laughs> how else am i going to get laid <laughs> Arnold, did you say you've seen this? I have seen it, but it, it was a long time ago. I remember um, loving it. Me and my, my cousin Sam, uh, shout out s.pro, at s.pro. Uh, he, he's, he's the one who, who showed it to me, and um, I remember loving it, but you know what? I don't remember it. You know, it was back in you know, early 2000s, so you know. <laughs> so much weed. So, so much weed, right? <laughs> Gravity bong, man. Oop. Hey, there you go. Uh, Adrian, you have not seen this. No, I haven't seen this, but I, I see, I know that it stars uh, Mr. Willem Dafoe. And the question becomes, does Mr. Willem Dafoe play the foe? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely find out. Uh, I, I can probably say that he does not because it is in the synopsis of the film. Oh. Uh, no, he plays the, the cop uh, opposite the, the two brothers uh, in the film. And, and so he's the witty FBI agent in the movie. Uh, the movie, for those that don't know, uh, I'll read the tagline here. Our two Irish Catholic brothers become vigilantes and wipe out Boston's criminal underworld in the name of God. So you get a little bit of, you know, shoot them up. You get a little bit of religious undertones. It's a fun family flick for, uh, you know, the, the holiday seasons. A little bit of Jessica on the side. A little, <laughs> a little bit, bit of Justin all around. So the movie was uh, written and directed by Tro D Troy Duffy. Excuse me. Uh, it stars Willem Dafoe, Sean Patrick Flannery, Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead. Yes, that Norman uh, Reedus. Uh, it also, yeah, Billy Connolly and David Delarocco himself. Uh, you will get that reference after we watch the film. Uh, so why don't, let's just jump right into the the trailer, and then we can come back and chat about it. All right. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, let's do that. 
on the streets of Boston. This was no gangland assassination. It was way too sloppy. Something went wrong here. An FBI agent is on a case. All the low lowlifes in the quiet city of Boston start dropping dead, and you think it's unrelated. The victims are the mob. What we have here, gentlemen, is the beginning of the first international mob war. And the hitmen think they're on a mission from God. Anybody you think is evil, don't you think that's a little weird, a little psycho? In a place where the violent have the power. Destroy all that which is evil, so that which is good may flourish. One lawman doesn't know whether to catch the killers. I believe what they do is necessary. Or join them. There was a firefight! All right. Oh. I don't know if it's because I've seen this uh, about a million times, uh, but it feels like they gave everything away in the trailer. But what do, what do you guys think? I like the, that this uh, has the O Fortuna music in the trailer at the end. Like no one does that anymore, but that had its peak during this this era, uh, you know. And and I I still love that music as tropey as it is to use it in a trailer. It's always it's always a good time when you hear that music come up. Ninety nine. This is an old flick, you know. Yeah. Did you guys all like sort of do the same thing as me <gasps> at the at the one part in the trailer when you saw somebody? <gasps> Who um, did you see? Ron, oh, Ron, 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 Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ron Jeremy does have a role in the film. Uh, now uh, convicted rapist. Yeah. Ron Jeremy. Yeah. 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 Oh, for yeah. Real? yeah. 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 I've heard some stories about him. Uh, I think he's filmed a lot of those stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, like, yeah, you think that that was fake, but that was for real. She was really screaming like that for real. <laughs> oh. Don Patrick Flannery kind of looks like Aaron Paul, or is it just me? Oh, that's what I thought too. Is that Aaron Paul? That's what I thought. <laughs> a, definitely a young Ooh. Sean Patrick Flannery, a young Norman Reedus. I'm just going to. Uh, I'm just gonna call him Aaron Paul. I'm, not, I'm just gonna think of him as Aaron Paul, Jesse Pinkman, and Norman Reedus, and what's his name in, in, in Walking Dead? Uh, like I forgot Norman Reedus' name in Walking Dead. Daryl. Daryl. Nor you know, I always wanted like like a like a fusion of Walking Dead and Breaking Bad. Yeah. There we here we go. As uh, Boondock Saints. <laughs> wow. Uh, Alex, what uh, what are your opinions from the trailer? So, um <clears throat> I really like this this trailer. Um it was, you know, seemed like total like non-stop action type of um ridiculousness. <laughs> you know, it kind of it kind of borderline um reminded me of um like trauma, but in a, if trauma did like really good. If they had a budget. Movies. If they had a budget and they did like I mean, to be to be fair, uh, Troma had used Ron Jeremy in several of the movies. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's not pretend like this film has a giant budget. It was created, oh, not. Direct, you know, written, directed, and filmed by Troy Duffy. You know, he he could not really find a studio to to latch onto this. He had studios, but they kept pulling out because he is such an asshole to work with. That's why the second one took almost two decades to make. I heard they were supposed to make a TV show as well, weren't they? They, you know, I actually just read that Norman Reedus and Sean Patrick Flannery both uh, decided to walk away from the project. They said they enjoyed yeah. working on it, but that they they weren't going to continue uh, in their in their roles. Which makes sense. I mean, like, come on, uh, you can only live off of a character for so long. Uh, Norman Reedus. I should say he's been milking that Daryl Dixon uh. thing for <laughs> about a decade now. They're still on the air, by the way, the zombie show. I think yeah, it's still on there. I think they 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 signed on. They could they contracted them for like twelve seasons. It's got to be running out of material because the comics end pretty soon after like where they are in the show. Well, the funny thing is with the comics, like uh, even um, what's his name? Uh, No, well, the 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 creator of the show, um, Robert Kirkman. Robert Robert Kirkman. He said like he he said he said like. 
I've run out of stories to tell. Like, that's why he ended it. And he actually kind of uh, threw them through people a, a, a curveball because like in the previews, they had advertised this fake new upcoming issue. And then when they released the, the issue, like four, like three or four issues, I think they do like when they do a um, pre-sales for all the, the comics, they do it like three months in advance. So they had released all these like um, kind of promos for these supposedly upcoming comics that were never going to be released. But like um, it like ended up being <laughs> just a, a, a twer- curveball and like they ended the series. If you have sex with a zombie, does that count as necrophilia? No. Uh, yes. I would know. Why have you Arnold? The living dead, you know? Hmm. Anyways, neither here nor there. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, Justin, you have seen the movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you, did you get the feeling that I got that they kind of gave away the, the house with that trailer? Uh, I would say if you've never even heard of this movie and don't know anything about it, I, I think that the trailer gets away with that. But as far as someone that has seen this movie, yeah, they gave uh, away a lot of big key scenes within the trailer. But I also just want to say is that the trailer itself uh, isn't the same pacing the movie is. I'm not saying it's like slow or anything because that was like a pretty fast paced trailer, but I'm just saying as far as like the style of filming isn't so jump cutty, like they yeah. make it out to be in the trailer. The The movie uh, has quick cuts, but um, not just like <laughs> uh, it's hard to explain, but no, that's the, a good style, the style. The style is off from the trailer, like big time. Like the the movie has a certain feel to it. The trailer just felt like let's hurry up and clip together some some clips of this movie and throw in some random, uh, you know, silencer noises, which they don't sound like that in the movie either. <laughs> so everything in this trailer just felt super rushed. Like, oh, let's get this shit out. Tell you, man, it's a fucking marketing companies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely demonstrates that, you know, especially in the late 90s or the 2000s, you had a lot of those companies that were just mass producing movie trailers. That's all they did. But they didn't really watch the movie. They had the, you know, the subtext or the, you know, the synopsis in front of them. And they're like, OK, here's some clips. Let's go ahead and edit something together. Uh, and, and watching this you know trailer, this- you, you definitely get that impression if if you've seen the film. But it does a decent enough job to get you into this, the theater, I guess. You know what this uh, this trailer reminds me of is like it definitely still I, yeah yeah it's released in the uh, in ninety nine, but I I kind of feel like people uh, from uh, the two thousands they kind of latched onto it in that era they didn't I don't think it was it was such a cult fa- uh, favorite so like it has that the trailer has that nineties vibe you know it kind of reminds me of like um it, where um. People like Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez really latched on to that whole uh, grindhouse feel. It, it harkens back to that whole kind of grindhouse um, trailer style. Yeah. Um, but like it, it still has that sort of um, early 2000s vibe. Yeah, well, and, and it definitely did gain its popularity after it went to DVD. This was not a major box office success by any means. Uh, it, it is a true cult classic. And, and that's, that's another reason it took 10 years to get the sequel made, uh, because it only really started gaining popularity about three, four, five years after it was released into theaters. Um, Arnold, you've been a little quiet, but uh, do, did that remind you about this movie? Or are uh, the gears turning again, or is it a complete blank and, and you're watching it for the first time? You need to take a hit, oh. Arnold, so you can remember. <laughs> um, you know what? It, it didn't really. Um, I, I didn't even remember that uh, Norman Reedus was in this. Well, well, I mean, back then he was Norman Reedus wasn't you know. I know him because, from Daryl because of uh, Walking Dead, but um, it, it didn't even uh, register with me. With like, oh, he was in this movie, and I remember we watched this movie maybe two to three times. But one thing when I was watching the um, the, the the thing on YouTube, um, the, the smoking, I, I remember. I, I think because you know back then, you know, I'm a former smoker now, but. Um, 
I, I remember uh, in the movie, we would see uh, them um, smoking cigarettes and we're like, okay, dude, all right, pause it. Let's take, let's have a cigarette break. And I think we did that like three times throughout the whole movie because it got you Jones in. <laughs> Yo, yeah. dude, I felt the same way every time I watched this movie. I was like, when I was smoking heavily, I was like, every time I watched uh, Boondock Sinks, I'm like, man, I need like fucking five cigarettes every time I watch this movie. It's it's really weird, but they do smoke a lot in this movie. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I wasn't sure if it, if it was just um, just only from the from the preview. That made me think that, but then something um, connect. That's the only thing that connected. Like nothing about the story, but the only thing was about um, the cigarettes. I guess that just goes you know, to show kids that that's just how powerful and addictive that tobacco is. So stay away from it. Well, that was definitely a majority of their budget. Half of it went to bullets. The other half went to cigarettes. So, <laughs> and we have was it uh, was it Alex and I just a kind of a side note thing haven't smoked a cigarette uh, since what twenty sixteen. So we've been cigarette free. Oh. Uh, no, no, it was it was twenty or twenty seventeen. That's right, it was twenty seventeen. Yeah, we were stressed that year too. Yeah. <laughs> don't get as much praise as ex-alcoholics. Why is that? I don't know. Because it, because I think it's mostly because it it was a less taboo, and it's not one of those uh, vices that like where if you do it, there's a impairment that can cause like um, death. You know. <laughs> However, like it does cause death if you smoke it uh, long yeah. enough, and you know, or can lead to things that ca- can cause death. Well, Walt Disney was a smoker, but he was also an anti-Semite. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. If there's a connection there. I'm just saying. Go, go ahead. Floor is oh. yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. That's all I'm doing. Hard to follow Disney's anti-Semitism. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's go ahead. Let's jump into this movie. Like I said, hands down, one of my favorite flicks out there. Uh, it's definitely a fun movie, full Thank action, you. full of jokes. Uh, some really, you know, decent writing from a, a virtual unknown in Troy Duffy. He was a bartender that just had this idea to make a movie, uh, and and this was the, the the product. So uh, if you haven't seen the movie yet, go ahead and pause the podcast here. Check it out. I assure you, you will enjoy it. Uh, If you have seen the movie, go ahead, stay with us through this break, uh, and we'll be back on the other side. Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Fantasy, action, mystery, friendship. What's up, Arnold? What are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm about to get down on this 99-cent cheeseburger from Mickey D's. <laughs> Mickey D's? Wow, you're crazy, Arnold. Yeah, that's what my psych teacher told me in high school. No one's seen him in over 20 years. Why are you eating that sad burger when you could have picked up something delicious from the Heyday? The Hey what? The Heyday. They make the best burgers in Palm Springs, and they're sponsoring this show you're on. I'm on a show? The Heyday at the Hilton Palm Springs, the finest burgers in the desert. Thursdays through Sundays, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Check out our menu at theheydaypalmsprings.com. Mmm, you're right, Alex. This burger is delish. Mm. Can you say that on the podcast? What's a podcast? All right, and welcome back. Just got finished with the Boondock Saints, and what did you guys think? Adrian, we'll start with you. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here, my friend. <laughs> first things first, let's let's get the important thing out of the way. Willem Dafoe and drag, yes or no? Willem Dafoe, Hell yes. yes. Hell yes. Unequivocal yes from me. He has a really good wig face. Like it just it just suits his face. I don't know why. Good bone structure. Good bone structure. <laughs> He's got nothing but bone structure. I'm I'm starting to have questions here, guys. Um, 
No, you know what? I, uh, let me just say really, and I have to get this out of the way because I'm always talking about story and structure and all that boring stuff. But this movie was really weirdly structured as far as story goes. Like, uh, I feel like what 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 uh, montages were to the 80s, slow-mo and flashbacks were to the 90s. And this movie <laughs> was full of them. Like, from beginning to end, there was a lot of that. And then I started... Agreed. I started thinking about the era this came out in the era of uh, the year 99. So matrix go um, that weird sci-fi movie with Christian Bale uh, and Sean Bean. Um, those movies all have, even though they're different genres, vastly different genres, they did a lot of that sort of slow, like slowing time and equilibrium. Was it equilibrium? Equilibrium, Yes. Thank you. Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, that movie. Remember that? Oh movie? yeah. The matrix matrix ripoff movie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. See, there you go. And it's funny because uh, somebody said I was I was watching something on this um, uh, before we recorded today. They compared it to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like it was like Mr. and Mrs. Smith sort of I feel like sort of had that same style as this, even though that came out later. And I don't know if you guys remember that with Brad Pitt. And, yeah, uh, that movie was a little silly. Yeah. Never, this movie, I don't, never it was seen very, it. It's a good movie if you ever have a chance. Um, it felt very Tarantino inspired, John Woo inspired. Um, yeah, definitely John Woo inspired. Definitely John Woo inspired. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree. I, I I also I couldn't get over um their terrible Irish accents though, um <laughs> with uh, Norman Reedus and 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 the other guy who uh, who I said looks like uh, a cross between oh. Aaron Paul and and Michael Bean from from the Terminator. It's kind of funny because Norman Reedus already has like uh, an accent, but it's like he still forced it in this movie. Yeah, it did feel a little forced. Mm -hmm. Um, And oh, and Guy Ritchie, like um, Snatch. I was thinking about the movie Snatch, which is what I was kind of expecting this movie was going to be. That's one of my favorite. I thought you actually got um, I like how memeable this movie became with Willem Dafoe. I like the symbolism. What is the symbolism there? Like that was that was great. Um, the scene where he's in bed with the guy, you know, where he says that line. I won't say it, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm sure you'll dub it in. Uh-huh. I'll be down there in a bit. I keep the press out. What are you doing? I just wanted to cuddle. Cuddle. What a fag. <laughs> I'm sure I'll dub it in. Um, <laughs> what else was there? There was so much stuff with Willem Dafoe. I think, I think Willem Dafoe was the best uh, part about this movie. Um, like I said, story structure-wise, it was kind of strange. It was very unorthodox, which makes sense because they're Catholic. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I liked it. It was fun. It was funny. It had, it had its moments. It, it, it kind of dragged a little bit uh, in some parts, but overall it was a pretty good movie. Um, can I also just say, uh, crawling through the goddamn vents that they did that in our last episode of Die Hard. We talked about this, but yeah, that's not realistic, right? Like you can't fit two dudes in an uh, air conditioning vent, right? So nor nor can you wrestle in the vents. <laughs> uh, and then them falling through the through the ceiling and doing that whole shootout that was great. That was a really fun. You know, I mean, it's it's a coastal thing, I think. You know, it, it, New York, L.A., they got bigger vans. Come yeah. in the city. <laughs> um, but no, but um, I want to go ahead and give my rating for this movie now uh, on Letterboxd. I'm going to give this a three and a half stars out of five. Uh, and I think that's a fair review. I think uh, there's there's two sequels to this, right? Really quick, do the one. sequels get better than this movie? Oh, there's one. It, is it better than this one, or is it just about the same level of craziness? I I th- it, it's it's hard. Uh, it's just as crazy, I would say. Uh, it's got Julie Benz in it uh, instead of Willem Dafoe. So you know, it's uh, it's hard. It's I hard. Say that I think the second one just has better production quality. Definitely, it, it's the same amount of craziness. I um, hope so. <laughs> I would actually, I would actually say that. I don't know. I feel like the, the, the story is a little bit more concise in the second one. They actually have like, like an established goal from the beginning. While during this movie, you kind of have to build up on it. And then you're like, Oh, okay. It clicks in the middle of this movie. And you're like, okay, I understand what's happening now. But in the second one, it's a little bit more established, a higher production value. Uh, and I think they definitely focus a lot on, uh, the, the storyline mostly with, with the, the three characters. 
Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I feel this like... movie feels like a lot like a, an origin story, if anything. Yeah. yeah. It definitely has a, like you said, a cult feel. It, it's, you know, it has that sort of low budget edge to it, you know? Um, Did anybody get like a comic book vibe from it? You know, I was going to say, uh, so, so I, I wanted to give, there's like a slight comparison to the, the, the values of um, the Punisher. However, the Punisher would never work with the cops. He hates the right. cops. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I I overall enjoyed it. I I definitely want to watch the sequel now, and uh, I want to give this three point five out of five on Letterbox. You can find me on Letterbox at Della Boots with a Z. I'm also on Instagram and uh, Twitter, Boots Too Big. So follow me on there, and there you have it. Well, thank you, Adrian. That's three stars carried mostly by Willem Dafoe. It sounds three like and a half. Three, three, three and a half. Right. Three and a half. <laughs> uh. That that half was Willem Dafoe and Drag. So without that, three stars. It was that crotch shot. I'm like, <laughs> I just love when he's on the ground. He's like, too much. <laughs> After that, too far, too far. Uh, Alex, what about you? This was your first time watching the movie. Did it uh, live up to the expectations we set for it? So I feel like it's. Ever since its uh, its existence, um, Boondock Saints has been really, really hyped up to me, and so it actually kind of deterred me from watching it. Even though it's been on my wa- to watch list like multiple times, I've had it on my to watch watch list uh, when it was on Netflix. You know, it still has been on my to watch list. It's just like it's kind of like. Every time, every time somebody brings it up, it, it's kind of like, is it, it's, is it worth it, really? Um, again, that whole idea of like, I hate going back and watching old films when there's this new stuff that I'm kind of um, interested in checking out. So, uh, yeah. that being said, um, so this it, it does hold up slightly. Like, it's a style that a uh, film that uh, even compared to modern lower budget action films the differences are kind of glaring you know um like there's like today there's uh you can pull off like really good cinematography on a lo- on, on a shoe budget scale uh, shoestring scale um this just feels like it was on a low budget it, it like the ha- it like the uh the, the camera work you know, it wasn't like as solid as you know stuff today. Yeah, you tell that um, they, they they may do really well with what they had though. Oh no, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. It, it's it's definitely like they it, they excel in like um doing um what they can with what they have, making it work. You know, so with it, which is obvious with like even the acting. <laughs> you know, they make yeah. they 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 uh, play up. The, the the strengths for the most part you know and try to hide a lot of the weaknesses in so, like some of the actors by not giving them as much um act- like lines as possible yeah um willem dafoe <laughs> in this movie goes full-on nick cage <laughs> <laughs> he's like so um exaggerated very- you know like yeah. You talk about like acting for the uh, acting for stage. Oh my gosh, he's like acting for the people on the sidewalk that are outside of the theater. Why were you that crazy though? Outside acting of the for house. the bleachers. Yeah, I mean, he's. <laughs> was there an explanation for for his madness in that scene where he's like, "It was a firefight." Like, what, what was up? What was going it's, on? He's just slowly slipping into like this state of losing all grips with reality. I mean, you got to remember yeah. this is a man that you know lived and died for the law as an FBI agent, and now he is losing that grip on reality as he welcomes this vigilanteism from the yeah. brother. Exactly. And then you know, but it, you know, it's it's definitely you know a welcome sight <laughs> in a sense because like uh, it, it's uh, put against the backdrop of this like r- like outrageous these all these outrageous action scenes. So like you know, you have um, this sort of 
ex- these this ex- exaggerated acting um played up uh to this like sort of exaggerated violence you know yeah so it it, it worked it worked you know it and it's it, it was fun seeing Willem Dafoe go weird, <laughs> you know. Um, there there was this the overuse. I like I kind of agree with um with Adrian uh, that there was like used a lot of flashback. And here's 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 one thing that in the early days of me wanting to write film and you know screenplays and things like that, I had written up this like sh- like really short treatment. Uh, with uh, a friend of mine, and I, I well, I, I, and I wrote it for, and I, I, a friend of mine, he read it, and he's like, you know, I used, I used flashback right away, and he's like, you know, it's kind of overused. Everybody uses, yeah, and, and it's kind of like, um, in a, especially in the nineties, <laughs> you know, the, it used it a lot. It was such an overused trope that it's kind of like, it just kind of becomes it gets harder and harder to do it justice you know yeah. you yeah. look at a film like I, I um what is that uh eternal sunshine where they use flashback but they use it really smart you know yeah where it's almost it's confuses you where you're like is this what's going on right now or is it like in the past you know yeah so, so you're talking more of it being used as a storytelling device. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I think that in this film, they almost pull it off. You know what I mean? They almost yeah. pull it off. It's well, they, they it, 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 a decent job, but it's not, it, it's almost, it's, there's like, there were points where I'm like cringing. It's like, okay, it, it felt like it was being overused. Yeah. You know, yeah, they, they definitely rely on it a bit. And, and you can see a lot of that unpolished, you know, aspects of this movie with it being something that, you know, Troy Duffy never wrote anything, never directed anything. He was a bartender yeah. and, and he actually was a bartender that apparently Harvey Weinstein new <laughs> okay yeah 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 uh at, over at miramax <laughs> and then that's where they you know he ended up buying the script yeah. from troy duffy of sexual predators it really <laughs> is man ron jeremy harvey weinstein <laughs> so yeah. we're on a roll Art, ron jeremy's character art imitates life in this film Jeez. god no joke um uh, you know what's funny is like i look at willem dafoe's character though um is this before spider-man yeah. Yeah. And can so, you see yeah. little yeah, it, it makes sense Green now Goblin. when you see him uh play the Green Goblin. Because he mm-hmm. like you know you see the transformation of like uh Willem Dafoe's character uh as Harry Osborne to become the Green Goblin where he goes nuts, you know, and yeah. it's like okay, that's cool. I I, I like that now. Yeah. Um but you know, overall I, I like this film. Um did it live up to the hype? that uh people say uh for the most part yeah but it's still kind of like you know i was i was almost expecting this like sort of art film (laughs) and i did not expect like a action film especially after watching the trailer it's like okay it it, like changed my uh perception of it completely uh but yeah uh, to me three stars um it was fun i get i get why people like it um, one last thing, I, I really like the B-roll at the very beginning of the film, where they use like it almost felt like a '90s sitcom. <laughs> it's like Full House, Perfect Strangers, like as know, they're going see... through the city and yeah, it was it was just hilarious to me. It's like I just I just imagined like after that those those that those in, that intro ended, they're like filmed live in a studio audience, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that's my my rating. Um. You could find me on Letterboxd at Daily Dares. Uh, find me on Instagram also at Daily Dares. Uh, you can follow along my food adventures from uh, Masarap Night Market, M A S A R A P, Night Market. Um, uh, the Ghost Channel for like events. If there ever comes a time that they start letting us have events again, and PS Comic Con. 
Awesome. Well, hey, thank you, Alex. Justin, you have seen this. Uh, oh, I have, yes. I have a feeling it is near and dear to your heart as it is mine. Uh, <laughs> what do you? What are your thoughts after watching this masterpiece again? Um. So uh, unlike you, I probably don't know this movie word for word, but I know this. Movie, for me. I know this word. This movie very well. Um, aside from like the word for word stuff. Um, I love this movie. I forget who showed this movie to me, but, uh, it was kind of like someone's like recommended it and I was like, Oh, you know, I'll check it out. And then eventually I got around to watching it and I fell in love and I honestly don't see anything real wrong with the movie other than, you know, yeah, it, it, it lags a little bit in certain areas, but you know, I think that's just the style of movie that, uh, that it is. And I think I applaud the person who wrote it and directed it. Um, I think they did a good job for what they had. Um, I've been, I think I've seen this movie dozens and dozens of times. Uh, and I never get tired of it. I think, that all the characters work really well together. Uh, I think, I think uh, uh, between um, was it Rocco's character and the brothers and even the older guy uh, near the end of the movie, uh, I think he kind of brings the characters together, even though he's kind of seen as this kind of misfit out of the loop kind of guy uh, that, you know, new recruit type of deal. But I feel like he really brings the characters down a little bit uh, and uh, drops them into reality just because he does have all this info that they're unaware of. Um, I think the, the way they go about uh, having like the flashback kind of sort of type of scenes kind of, kind of to amp you up and you're like, all right, so Obviously, this is a crazy situation. A lot of shit went down. There's a ton of dead people everywhere. I want to know what happens. And it kind of like pumps you up and gets you ready for, you know, what's about to happen. Uh, even though you, in plain sight, you, you're like, okay, well, obviously they're not dead. So they must have fucked shit up. Um, and I like that aspect about the movie where it kind of like, uh, even though they have these long uh, durations of time uh, dedicated to explaining like the detective side of it, um, of what happened. Uh, I like that, you know, they go back and kind of play it out for you and it, it makes it uh, an interesting watch, at least on my end. But, um, as far as the movie goes, yeah, it's near and dear to my heart for sure. Uh, I do think it's one of the more perfect cult classics out there. Uh, my opinion, though, uh, I guess I'm a little bit biased, but I gave this movie a full five stars on wow. Letterboxd because it. I think it's one of my, I mean, easily, like I always say like top 10 all the time for like movies I'm like really stoked about. Uh, who knows? It, I'll, I'll just say top 20, whatever. It's one of my favorite movies. And oftentimes I for, I forget about this movie, to be honest, uh, as it being like one of my favorites. I just have a huge list of like favorite movies. I wish I could list them all as number one, uh, including this one, but I I'm really entertained by this movie. Um, I don't really have anything wrong or anything bad to say about it. I, I think it's a hell of a entertaining movie. I think everybody should see it at least once. Um, and if you fall in love with it, see it a dozen more times. Um, but yeah, that's uh, five stars letterbox. Uh, Shibs88 on Letterboxd, um, Shibs88 on Twitter, Shibby the Zombie on Instagram, uh, Shibs88 on Instagram as well, and uh, follow me on Twitch, Shibs the Zombie, and uh, yeah, that's my review. Well, thank you. That is a hell of a review. Uh, full five stars. Yeah, if, if, if you do love it, you can do all of those things, or you can do the absolute insane thing and watch it every single night like I did. Uh, I seriously, to this day, don't know what the hell I was thinking. Uh, There's actually only two movies uh, that I've like watched like back to back, like over a month span, actually three movies. uh, That's this movie, Boondock Saints, 
um, Tenacious D and Pick of Destiny. Uh, yeah. And for some reason, uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, Advent Children. Huh. Okay. Respect it. Did not watch that one myself, but the other two, I'm right there with you in that camp. Uh, Arnold, uh, first things first, Z rating. Uh, what are we looking at? I picked this one because I felt like it was a little action packed, like the '80s movies that you like. Um, Z rating, uh, the the zero zero Zs. Um, first of all, uh, it was action packed, and I even um, you know, there's that there there was that one part in the movie where they had that big knife, and they were like, oh, Rambo. Right, Rambo. And you know, uh, yeah, know you yeah, you know, um, it, it, and it had a lot of those scenes where you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of shooting going on back and forth at each other. But, um, well, the 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 dude with Rocco was, was Rocco the the third guy that joined the brothers, the, the guy that looks like Aaron yeah. Rodgers with, with long hair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. He lost. He was his finger, right? That that got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I totally. So this movie, it was it was pretty much like like watching this the first time for me. I watched it at probably twice with my cousin Sam a long time ago, and um, I remember raving it, raving about it, and was sort of like, how do how have people never seen this movie or heard about it? Why was this never it didn't really get much, um, you know, I didn't see any like commercials or previews about it. Um, nothing. It was just like, Oh, on DVD. Hey, you ever hear this? Okay, let's watch this. And we watched it at least twice. And, um, I remember just loving it and I didn't watch it ever since then. I remember that, that there was like, um, like a sort of like prayer or something that like, you know, that the brothers would recite. And shepherds we shall be for thee, my Lord, for thee. I knew that there was something and for, there was for a little while that that we actually actually um, memorized like parts of it. Power hath descended forth from thy hand. Her feet may swiftly carry out thy command. <laughs> and, and would even repeat it. So we shall flow river forth to thee and teeming with soul shall it ever be. Out of my mind now. Out of my brain, I I totally forgot. I I knew that there was something, but I don't I don't I don't know know it like how I did back then. Maybe Sam does. It nomini patri, it feeli, spiritu santi. Yeah, it, it was it was good action packed. But then for whatever reason, I don't know. Uh, maybe I was if I was just too preoccupied with with things. But um, uh, I I was kind of lost at the beginning. Um. Yeah, again, you know, I was probably um, just couldn't sit sit down and just pay attention to the movie. You know, I'm like maybe borderline ADD. But uh, <laughs> what what part confused you in the beginning there? Um, j- just just sort of like uh, who who they are. So th- so they're brothers. That's yes, guys? I know. Um, and then uh, and, the, and the old guy at the very end, right? Il Duce. That's their right, father. That's, they, they didn't that's know their father, right? He, yeah, he was in oh, that was a Billy Connolly, you mean? Billy Connolly, yeah. Well, the guy who looked like um at all. Yeah, the very Connelly. end, they're like, Oh da, what are we gonna do? You know, and these and then they give them that whole spiel after the And they even shot at each other, right? Room. Yeah, well, because they didn't know. The only reason that they figured it out was because Billy Connolly walked in on them as they were saying their family prayer over Rocco's yeah. body. And then he finished the prayer, and then they're like, oh, you know, only you would know the family prayer. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, Daddy. Really quick, I was confused in the beginning, too. They they killed those guys in the alley. Why do they go into the police station? I didn't I didn't understand that at all. So the bartender had gone to the hospital and given them the card and said, hey, this FBI agent came by asking a bunch of questions, said that, you know, he believes you guys are innocent, that it's self-defense. You should come in and talk to him. And so that's why they went in. The FBI agent came with the bar and he let me his He let me his Oh, he fucking gave me this. Fuck ass! The bartender that had Tourette's. Fuck ass. Fuck ass! Fuck ass, yeah. Huh. I, love, I love fuck ass. Oh, fuck ass. <laughs> fuck ass is so good. Uh, the cool yeah. thing is, I mean, uh, spoiler, I guess, but yeah, fuck ass does return in the sequel. He does. He does indeed. Nice to meet you, lad. They call me 
fuck? Ass. You doing fuck ass? I'm Romeo. What? Uh, well, I thought he got shot. No, no, no. Fuck ass is the old. Yeah, the old man, the bartender. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, Rocco killed a different bartender. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, oh, if he went to like a, like a small time diner bar, whatever the hell it was, to yeah. seek revenge on people who probably were, uh, not probably, but were fucking taking advantage of his ass and, and on a John Leguizamo knockoff. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I, I did. Uh, I, I did feel that that um, that Daryl uh, for, forces Irish accent on uh, at certain points, certain times. Other times, um, it it just wasn't consistent. Um. Didn't really bother me, but then there was the times that it was inconsistent. I was like, "That that that just seems a little forced." Just just talk talk normally, buddy. Yeah, did you hear a couple times where he did sound like Daryl? <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it just sounded normal. Yeah, at the very end, he, he when in the courtroom, he sounded more like Daryl. Yeah. They were in and out with those accents. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had to say this time now watching it. Um. I didn't. I didn't love it as uh, as much as I did back then, um, but I, I still enjoyed it. Um, back then, I probably would have given it a four, maybe a four point two zero. But this time, I will. I, I give it a solid three, three kisses, three stars, three stars, <laughs> three Sorry, kisses. All, all three kisses. That's Manny the movie guy. Sorry, Clea <laughs> Manny. Uh, oh. <laughs> So yeah, that's my rating. Uh, that I'm gonna give that on my uh, letter uh, letterbox. Um, you can find me on there at Arnie Calego, A R N I E C A L L E G O. Uh, it's the same handle for um, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn and Snapchat. All right. Well, thank you for that, Arnold. Three stars. That's that's also respect respectful ranking i thought you were just gonna bump it down a half a star but full star that's fine take one of my favorite movies throw it on the floor oh. drag it the mud, break my heart uh, <laughs> uh so as for my rating uh you know justin definitely blew my rating out of the water uh i i did give it a very strong four and a half uh, nowhere near the masterpiece filmmaking that is silence of the lambs uh, but th- for me, this play there, this film is, is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I watched it on repeat in you know, early years of college, uh, love the second film. And it did create this universe uh, that, that I really did enjoy. I feel like it was a very rich universe that had a lot of room left to be explored. Uh, and unfortunately, they never did get to do a third uh, film or a, a TV series like Troy Duffy had intended. But they did create comic books as well. Uh, and the comic series uh, gives a little bit of info in the in-between from the first and the, and the second films. Uh, so for that, I, you know, I, I, I give it that little bit of a bump uh, just because it is it is such a fun movie. Uh, it, it, it's just campy enough and Willem Dafoe is just a powerhouse. He takes this role that is frankly a little silly and ridiculous but he makes it his silly ridiculous bitch you know he really does uh and and for that you know it's it's one of those movies that didn't take itself too seriously it just told a fun story it it had fun when they were making it and you can tell that uh in fact i think i remember reading a bit of trivia that said they had to give billy Connolly the cigar because he he was having so much fun shooting the guns and like doing the movie that he he couldn't be filmed without smile like this biggest smile on his face so they gave him the cigar to keep the smile off of his face Uh, (laughs) and that's what i love man you know just people having fun making movies and and it shows in the craft uh you get a you get a fun movie as a product so Four and a half stars for me. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that would be funny if they give him a lollipop. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, I just wanted to say like one last thing Um, that is, it's kind of a shame that a third movie wouldn't, uh, won't be coming, you know, to our, well, we won't be seeing it at all. We won't be seeing a third movie. And it's kind of sad because they set the second one up, uh, in the hopes of that there will be a third movie eventually. Um, And the things that I was reading about 
the third movie was that they were going to take it to the point where um, like civilians or the community are starting to join uh, the saints on their endeavor of like, you know, fighting evil. And it was going to be, I I think it was going to be a pretty interesting thing to get like uh, more people involved with the, 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 the saints. I think that would have have made out for a pretty fun movie in my opinion, but who knows? Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll never see, uh, you know, the light of day of the saints ever again, but at least we got a sequel, you know? Absolutely. And you got a hell of a lot of cosplayers from it as well. I know that I was uh, rocking a pea coat and some fake pistols with truth and justice, you know, tattoos on my finger. So uh, I I feel like that was the thing. Uh, At least it was for me and my nerdy group of friends. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, four and a half stars. That's my rating. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at Toner, T-O-N-3-R. Don't forget to follow us, guys. Uh, you can follow the Never Seen It podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Send us an email at podcast.neverseenit at Gmail. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can subscribe to our show on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, if you haven't done that already, make sure you leave us a review as well help our algorithm and metrics fairies uh, boost those rankings for us. Uh, We also want to give a special thanks to Kyle Mapson of Burn Cycle for the intro music. You can follow him on Instagram at selfies underscore food underscore and underscore pets. And and certainly Norman Reedus will be listening very soon because I don't think uh, anything goes across his radar. (laughs) If he's willing to do that weird video game, he'll do this show. There we go. I can't go a block without r- running into nine guys you fucked. Shut your fat ass, Ravy. I can't buy a pack of smokes without running into nine guys you fucked. Cause I'm your holy.